coming up. You got questions. We got answers. So, yeah, you ask questions and we're answering them on this episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. So live, not live, recorded in the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. This is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is episode 236 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is also brought to you by DizBoards.com. If you're looking for even more information to help you plan your universal Orlando vacation, head over to DizBoards.com and join the discussion today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams, and today I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Sorry, I got really worked up there. I'm like, I thought I'm, you got cold for a second. You. I mean, there, we are getting closer to Halloween, so there are ghosts in the air and such. But no, I'm not cold. I am. I'm only cold-hearted. Mm. I think it's the best way to describe it. But no, yeah, we uh, we've been touting this for weeks, uh, prepping you for weeks, getting you to ask questions. You know, we always recommend ask your questions in the comments here on YouTube if that's where you're watching it, or if you're listening to this somewhere. Head over to our actual video on YouTube and ask your questions there, and we'll answer them at the end of every episode. But we have accumulated so many in the past three shows that we're able to do a full question and answer episode for you. And I think it's a it's going to be a good one too. It's been a long time since we've actually done it, so uh, it's it's always nice to come back to these uh, looser shows where we just kind of bounce around topics. And some are questions we've answered before, and we'll just reiterate because it's helpful. Others are new ones, so yeah, that's. Uh, that's how we're going to do this, and we're not going to waste any time here with with anything. Yes, I know everyone wants to hear our stances on on this man who's suing Universal because of the refillable the soda cups. machine. He found uh, he found the gap in the you know the little workaround and was well, like, boom, there's my lawsuit. Here's here's the issue: is that the gap is well known. It's always been known that you can't refill. And just to give you some context on it, a man is suing Universal because. You know, unlimited refills on the the Coke Zero machines. He was not happy that unlimited refills also meant that you have to wait 10 minutes in between refilling your cup. And that wasn't advertised well enough or something. And so I'm going to sue Universal over it. So dumb. I mean, it's just it's it's commonplace at these refill places. Anywhere there's there's refills that are like measured with with an actual RFID tracker and such. It's you know that there is there's a time that you have to wait so they don't so you're not cheating the system on it. And uh, so it's ridiculous. I thank you, sir, for everyone for sending it to us. Uh, I haven't really commented anywhere about it because I'm taking a break from social media, but it is ridiculous. And I think just us talking about it for two seconds is all we can warrant our discussion with it. But also uh, another thing, too, I'm going to it's been in the comments. It was a question that's come up three weeks from the same person. Tom, I'm going to assume uh, that you realize I'm talking to you directly. Uh, You keep saying you're sending stuff to our instagram i have not seen anything so uh just a a random shout out for rhino and i the best way to always contact rhino and myself is by our emails uh craig at 
Craig at wdwinfo.com, C R A I G. And then it's what's yours? Rhino, R Y N O. At wdwinfo.com. Is that what you're the. That's the email address we're yes. talking about. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So uh, email us there if you, Tom, if you want to email us stuff. But anyways, let's move on to our first question. This one comes from Living the Magic. Uh, Living the Magic praised us on a whole bunch of stuff that oh, I'm not going to go you, into, you, but uh, I will say this one because it ties back into our, our bar episode. Being a huge parrot head, we always end up at Lone Palm or in Margaritaville proper. I like that they say Margaritaville. Oh. Yeah, Margaritaville <laughs> proper. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. It's Not, fancy. Yeah, it's, uh, I wish I could talk like that more often, but I can't. I'm, I'm from humble British? background. What? Are they British? Uh, no idea. That's what it sounds I like. So. I did not investigate that much, but we'll see. We'll see if I, I see any unnecessary, uh, what, what's the, un- they add use when you don't need it? The favorite. Yeah. <laughs> favorite. Favorite. Why, why is this extra U in here? Color? Uh, <laughs> That's not how you spell it. <laughs> Color? Anyways, uh, question. With the addition of the Lagoon Show to Halloween Horror Nights, do you think we could see one for the holidays this year? If so, what properties would you like to see in a Christmas-themed Lagoon Show? Personally, I'd love to see this happen, but outside of the Grinch and Potter, I can't think of anything else that stands out Christmas from Universal. Uh, Great question to kick this one off. Um, Okay. Other than Grinch and Potter, that's what they mm-hmm. said? I think there was a Shrek Christmas special, too, though, wasn't there? Well, that is the one place where I, I will say I the first thing I did when I read this question was I Googled immediately Universal Christmas Optimus movies. Prime, Santa hat. Obviously, <laughs> that's what I Googled. Um, yeah, I don't know. Universal Christmas. Oh, is it Christmas with the Cranks? Is that what you're going to bring up again? No. They own DreamWorks now, so it doesn't just have to be Universal. And... Wait, so if they own DreamWorks, does that mean, like, Minority Report is a Universal movie now? Is that Universal or Paramount? No, Minority Report was DreamWorks. Yeah, but who distributed it beyond um, DreamWorks? It was not Universal, I don't think. Yeah, I, I want to say it was Paramount. No, I... Sorry, so that was just... I, no. just I thought I was thinking about the live-action stuff. I know they own the cartoons. And and not not Christmas on this. So, yeah, no. I Like I said, I searched immediately Universal Christmas movies. Like Rhino just said, uh, luckily DreamWorks has made a ton of holiday specials and such. So they have a lot to pull just from that. And on top of that, I don't think they need to necessarily like just pull clips directly from movies. If it was like, you know, like I wouldn't mind anything that's, I know I, I'm doing this again where I try to say four things and keep stopping One myself. One at a time. One, One at, at a time. time. Look at the holiday parade. You already have all these DreamWorks characters that they then integrate with Christmas. So you can do the same thing in the Lagoon show. You can easily just take the trolls and put a Christmas song behind them and, you know, put them in holiday outfits and stuff and have them dancing around. They don't need Justin Timberlake's help. They can do fine just on their own. But, uh, you know, Grinch is obviously the big one that does come to mind and that they would definitely find a way to use, whether it was Jim Carrey or or the I'm, Illumination I'm version. Doing, yeah, Illumination. I, I think they would need to do both. But uh, in terms of other properties, like dark side to it, but 
Uh, yeah, they Universal Krampus. That's what I was going to say. Universal was the distributor for Krampus, so uh, they've distributed a lot of stuff. So they, unfortunately, they are going to uh, distribute that new terrible Last Christmas movie that's coming out this year that I'm so so tired of. But that's that's going to be part of it. They were they were distributing Love Actually, The Holiday, a lot of stuff. But you know, I don't think they need to pull from stuff that they directly they put out there themselves i think they just find a way to use what they have with dreamworks mixed in with the grinch mixed in with potter like you said the winter scenes from the potter uh movies and i think they have enough to make a holiday lagoon show i don't think it'll happen this year i think that for sure i mean if they would have been having a holiday lagoon show this year they would have already announced it by now unless i'm completely wrong on that i think it would have already been announced to try to pull people in but i think i think given the feedback on the halloween marathon of mayhem show this year at halloween horror nights i think that they will definitely look into doing a christmas show if they feel like they can come up with a strong enough show out of it so uh, i i would love this so much i it's it's something that would be ideal to me so thank you for the question living the magic so uh we're gonna we're gonna bounce off to this uh, next question and uh, a little bit of a different one with multiple parts so we'll uh we'll we'll throw this in here but jackrabbit 9961 asked first what drew you both to universal it's obvious that we love the parks what what men yeah no men that's what you drove you there um no i don't when i was a kid it was just it so when i was a young boy when i was a young warthog um i was i had a oh yeah sugar um i had a relative that lived down here until uh my nana who passed away in 2007 um and every year we'd come down with my mom and my grandma to visit nana uh who's my great-grandmother and we would get to go to two parks and it would usually either be magic kingdom and epcot or magic kingdom and universal studios because at that time there was only three you know animal kingdom Mm -hmm. didn't open until 98 um and so uh when Universal opened in 93... 1990. 1990. The first 1990. Yes. Uh, no, we've been coming since it opened. So I we just really enjoyed it. And for me, personally, like, I, I've i always loved movies since I was a little kid. Um, we've always had an affinity 91? for... I thought it was 92, but... I thought it was 92 or 93. You know, it's really good that we run this. We know so many things about Universal, except for the year that it opened. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, it's like one of those things. I always second-guess myself whether it's 90 or 91. I, I, you were correct. You should yeah. never second-guess yourself it was 1990. I felt like that was too early, but I felt like 93 was too late. So, But anyway, um, you know, we've, we've, we are a big Steven Spielberg house with like jaws um we always watch back to the future um you know sort of the the original et is one of the movies i've been watching since birth and um you know those are a lot of the original properties that were represented here so of course my mom was like yeah we're gonna go here and for me it was where i could go on a ride that wasn't you know a roller coaster but it was it was a little bit more than a dark ride it was thrilling but it wasn't like it wasn't i'm you know heights you know uh, speed all those things were not part of it but it still was like an adventure for me so it made me feel really brave and i that's why i always had that soft spot growing up but i don't it also i'm a child it's not my decision where i get to go my parents Mm -hmm. made me go somewhere so 
That is true. Should have got Sandy for this one. Yeah. So uh, Jackrabbit's second question is going to tie into my first question as well, too, but said, from the perspective as an of an out-of-state person who travels biannually, I believe they mean every other year, not twice a year. Uh, that's just what I'm reading it as. So I always get confused with that stuff. Biannually, at best, to Disney and not a huge Harry Potter fan, what would be the draw to make the extra effort to get to Universal? And uh, Jack Rabbit lists a couple suggestions like rent a car, lift, or additional tickets. Uh, my story I've shared here before, and I will share it again right now in a brief, but I did not step foot into a Universal Park until I was actually a Universal employee. I went to Universal City Walk during my college program, but I did not make it into a park. The first time I was in an actual Universal Park was once I was an employee there, and it only took going in once to realize, especially with Islands of Adventure, that while there are bad at parts of Islands of Adventure, like Marvel Superhero Island, I mean in terms of their theming, and even Toon Lagoon, uh, the areas like Jurassic Park and the Lost Continent and the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and the Port of Entry itself, those were designed by people who clearly either studied Disney Imagineering or they were the Imagineers who were at Disney who bailed to come over to Universal. And so it just, it immediately caught me like this is while people rag on Universal, there are a lot of places where you get that same feeling as being at Disney. Maybe not the magical side of it, but in terms of if you're the person who appreciates immersion, appreciates theming, appreciates clever music going on in the background, you you can find those nods to Universal. I mean, I granted Hollywood Studios and Walt Disney World is a different park than what it was years and years back, but... Uh, by the time I was visiting Universal Studios Florida versus Hollywood Studios, I thought Hollywood Studios was by far the inferior studios park oh, versus Universal. That's why my and, mother would never go. She'd she'd be like, "Why would we ever go to MGM when we could just go to Universal yeah. Studios?" And you know, there there's an argument on which one you prefer now, and I'm not getting into that today. But I there w- there was so many areas where when I finally went to Universal without any preconceived notions, nothing like that. I was able to look at it and say, there are things here that Universal is doing that I love about Disney, and then there's ways they take it beyond. A lot being the the technology behind their attractions, the fact that we talk about it all the time, that Spider-Man is still one of the best rides. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't matter if you don't like Harry Potter. Forbidden Journey is an incredible yeah. attraction. My father came and knows nothing about Harry Potter. Nothing. Like, I think maybe he's seen part of one movie, you know, yeah. and I don't live with my parents are divorced. So not even when I was younger and watching these, did he ever hear me really yeah. get involved with Harry Potter? And he loved the Harry Potter stuff. Like, yeah. it, he just thought it was cool. It was cool looking. He's like, I- I'm sure a lot of this is lost on me, but I'm enjoying the attraction yeah. and the experience of being here. Yeah, and the same goes with Hagrid's now, too. It's just, oh, yeah. there's, I think that's the, the big advice, what I would say, in terms of in terms of people who are used to coming down once a year, every other year for Disney and saying, I don't want to take time away from my vacation to go to Universal, but what could get me there? I think you just have to drop the idea that, you know, I 
I want to go to Universal to see how they live up to Disney to see what they do better. I think I think you can't go in with any mindset at all. Just go in saying, I don't know what I'm about to get into. And I, I'm not beating around the bush. There are still bad aspects of Universal. Oh, yeah. I, Again, I to bring up Marvel Superhero Island, it is hilarious to me that they have two of the best rides in Islands of Adventure with the Incredible Hulk coaster and the Amazing Adventures of Spider Man. Yet the area is just it. You know, if you love the '90s Marvel comics, then you will love this area. But for someone like me who is just a mild fan of those, not really, not really a massive fan. I step in there and I feel like it's dated. And granted, now that you know they're all the classic Marvel shows are going to be streaming on Disney Plus, it's going to to kind of invigorate that again. Yeah. And then, you know they've they've reinvigorated the area. It's got more of an edgier look. It's not straight. It's not straight '90s like it was five years ago. That was back then. It was straight straight '90s. Now it's just in certain areas that it, you really get that vibe. But uh, it's I. I you know, there's in Toon Lagoon obviously has its pains and Hey, listen, Disney's not perfect either. Yeah, I know, I know, but I feel like when uni- when people come over from Disney to experience Universal for the first time, they look for what's wrong first and foremost and they they try to point out everything that makes it so terrible and why they should go back to Disney. And that's why I'm saying just go in and don't look for the best, don't look for the worst. Just go in and say I don't know what I'm going to get myself into and just see if it's for you. I I know when I went in like that, it ended up being this for me. So, and a company that I loved working at. And if it wasn't for the Diz, I'd probably still be working there to this day. So, that's that's what I have to say about that. Jack Rabbit had another part of his question, but it's it's something we might be able to tie into a larger show. So. We'll have to save that for yet another time. But moving on to our next question, a hard one. Holly Han says, question, planning an anniversary trip, which restaurant would you recommend for an anniversary dinner? doesn't have to be super fancy, but a place where we can get quality food without being rushed and hold a conversation. Hmm. I know Rhino's initial thought. Emeralds. No, yeah. (laughs) I, I... I'm going to say there's supposed to be a really good restaurant at Portofino, right? That, You're that, talking about BJ. What? BJ's? BJ. Oh, BJ. Yeah. B-I-C-E. BJ. Um, uh, um, why are you being such a BJ? Uh, but I, I I don't care for it. Won't respond to it. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't eaten there, but I did really enjoy um, – I had a really good meal at uh, the Palms at Hard Rock with the, the first time I really ever met Kylie, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and – that was when I first started with the Diz, and I, I, I enjoyed the meal. I thought the experience was really good. I think that'd be a nice place. I don't know. I actually, that's one that I would agree with you. So I think in terms, if you're looking for the fancy aspect of it, you know, the Palm is a, it's a renowned steakhouse. So yeah, it's, you don't find it just at Universal. You also find it at, uh, you find it in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles has one, big cities. And so it's not like, it's not like it's not heard of, but for me, it's definitely, you know, I have friends who have gone there on anniversaries. I think, I think it, it blends a nice fancy environment, but still is, it's friendly in there, especially with like all the portraits and stuff around the, around the restaurant. And then the, the volume level is never out of control there, but it's a shame because one of the things I would love to say is 
even though I need to give it another chance in the food category, I love the the feeling of Big Fire after yeah, hours and the entire aesthetic of it. To me, that's that's my ideal of like a romantic night. However, as you heard in our review, it is a freaking loud restaurant. Yeah, so that hurts on the conversation. Oh wait, can I change my answer? What um, bubble gum shrimp? <laughs> No, oh, that's terrible advice. I would say mm-hmm. I, I've had I've had a couple nice romantic meals at Vivo. That's where oh yeah, Vivo would be pretty yeah, good too. It's it that borders on the loud side, but I feel like it's still in it's control nice, on though, the volume. Yeah. If yeah. you were to dress nice to go to dinner there, you I don't, I feel like the way it is inside, you wouldn't be like, oh, I'm way overdressed, you know. Yeah. And then even uh, to kind of just add on a couple more there, I think. Uh, uh, if you um, if you want to maybe keep it to like the the resorts and such, uh, I oh god the name just slipped from my mind. But the the Strongwater Tavern at uh, at Sapphire Falls it lost it on both aspects of it. I you know that's not that's not a straight up restaurant. It's more appetizers and drinks. But it's, it might be a nice place to go to start your yeah, evening. That's that's what I was trying to get at with yeah. that. And I feel and the then, same. And then walk to City Walk. Yeah. And I feel the same way about Bar Seventeen uh, Bistro at Aventura yeah, being nice up view. at top. Yeah. yeah. You know it's not it's not romantic by any means. But if you if you're dressed up on the nicer side and you're up on the roof and French looking out at Orlando, in the starlight. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So I, I hope that's some options for you. I, I really wish there was more, uh, but you know, it's it's one of the levels that I dislike and like about Universal is that they they don't have a lot of places where you feel like you have to get dressed up to go to and make it. But at the same time, I feel like any place should have a couple of those spots, mm-hmm. and it should be more beyond just Beach A and uh, and and the Palm, but. You have a couple options there, for sure. But thanks for the question, Holly. We are going to move on to a question from Sean. And Sean says, do you feel when using Express Pass you miss some of the ride immersion that you would experience by taking the regular line? Yes. And are there any rides you would suggest using the regular line versus the Express Pass line? Oh, that I don't know. But, um... So my friend um, was here with his boyfriend, and um, the boyfriend had never been loves Harry Potter mm-hmm. and had, has never. It was his first time to Universal Studios. But my friend is an annual pass holder who lives out of state, and so we went, and it was the first time in a while. It had been. It was kind of busy, and we waited uh, two days in a row. I waited for um, uh, the uh, Forbidden Journey, and we waited also for. For um, Escape from Gringotts, but Escape from Gringotts, I don't feel the same way about it as I do the other one. Because that, that Fast Pass queue, you just kind of go through the same queue. It's the same exact thing, right? It's just shorter. Yeah. With Gringotts, you pick up right inside the uh, right inside the main hall of the bank. Yeah. So the only real issue with that is that you go straight through it. So a lot of times you don't have enough time to really stay in there and appreciate the animatronics. But, but yeah, but at Forbidden minor. Journey, that was the first time in a while I'd like taken my time going through the castle. So it, you know, each 
time we waited probably about 40 minutes i think and so you started back in the back in the I started, greenhouses i started in the greenhouse okay. yeah the line the line was past the mandrel so i was in there and it was slow moving so we like went through saw the statues of the founders you know and like well and into dumbledore's office and, and one of the things you miss out so well, since we're using forbidden journey as the example of course the express line is the old castle tour line and vip tours what they use through there and now that it's for express that's that's where you go so eliminating that option uh but that literally picks up you you kind of walk in the line and you're immediately in the portrait gallery yeah and it's first off it's not it's a bigger room but it's not on the same scale as the other portrait gallery and then you pick up with that walking into Dumbledore's office before you do dark arts and then you you know you see everything else you know you see all those the only difference is you see a different portrait gallery it must be single rider that you miss a lot more of it right single rider you, you miss the, the most steps yep yeah you okay. only you into with single rider you come straight into the Gryffindor common okay, room okay yeah so that's where you miss the most so single rider and that's almost always the case with single riders yeah. you miss everything pretty much with the express lines you get a taste but like for me with Forbidden Journey like literally if you don't use the regular line the first thing you miss as you enter the regular line is you have the mirror of era said that's right right off the bat once you start making your way down into why are you what did you know that the line is redirected now what do you mean? This happened recently to me. I, 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 I mean, I was like, "This is brand new." So, um, you where you would go in, what used to be the main entrance, you mm-hmm. go in through the main entrance because that's how you go into the lockers. And once you've deposited your stuff, you have to go all the way back out to where the 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 pigs with the wings are, mm-hmm. the Hogwarts. I don't know if that's what they are. Yeah. Um, and then you go down, or and I go, you go, you don't even go in the castle to get to the back of the greenery anymore. You go up through the greenery through the forest yeah so you don't come out of that hallway anymore that used to be like where you would see the defense against the dark arts like snape's door in the kitchen and, and the yeah you don't see any of that anymore yeah i, I was kind of, i was i forgot the mirror was even in there until you just said that and now i was like wait a minute how did i miss that and because oh. i was telling them where i was like oh you used to be able to come through here remember there'd be like a little beer cart over there or something yeah but, yeah um yeah, they make you go up into go into the lockers, then you come out of the lockers, all the way back out of the gate, and then around the back. Okay. So when you're looking straight ahead at the big gate, like the where the two Hogwarts are, yeah. the left, there's a pathway yeah, down the Yeah, that's the forest. That was yeah. built while I was there because we ran into the issue of once lockers – with lockers yeah. and everything, like there was a time where you would – you would walk up and you would put your stuff in the lockers and then the queue line would wrap all the way back around. You would go up through the forest and then you would loop back in and then come back around and then Express finally Express goes that. through that way now. So Express, if you have Express, you're actually, I guess, seeing more of the queue than the regular. I've only – actually, that's where I'm – I, I will admit, maybe it's bad on us as the universal experts or whatever. It's been a long time since I've done the regular queue for, well, the, yeah, for the, Forbidden Journey. I think it's probably been about a year since I've done it because with our premiere passes, well, I was say, one Express of the, after yeah. four. Which isn't bad on us. We bought a pass that that's included, so I yeah. want to see what that that's like. But and I go there a lot after four o'clock. Well, so. also, you know – it's one of those – I've done it so much and I love it, but it's also one of those things where I'm like, ah, 15 minutes, let's go do it. You know, So the line has never been like a regular day line for me in a, in a while. And so that's where I was like, 
oh, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't like that you go in and then have to come back out. Yeah. But that's only if you have a bag, but I, I, anyway, sorry. I meant to tell you no. that when it happened and I completely forgot to be like, oh, did you know the line was redirected? Well, that's, I, di- I didn't. And then it goes back to the protocol that we tried for a long time. And we, you know, we used it during busy season, but for the most part, we got rid of it. So uh, we're going to have to figure out more into this on whether or not they're just testing something or if it's been this way for a while and but i know the last time the last time i went through the entire queue it was it was about a year ago and not express and actual the regular queue and i still went down past the mirror of vera said and all that so it's sometime within the past year and yeah and I'm, I'm talking like this was like two weeks ago yeah so it that could have been right new right yeah. then. i i hope it's something that they don't go back to because i think that's like uh, you have to because those are the details that i love about that but uh so this got really out of control in there, but I think we proved our point that, yeah, these these regular lines, they contain extra details and extra extra additions to the story that you're you are going to miss there, But like you pointed out, too, there's times where I feel like, yeah, you don't lose the immersion like I use the express pass on Simpsons. You don't lose any immersion. Use it at Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem. You lose absolutely nothing there. Yeah. Use it on Men in Black. Saves you a lot of time outside. Did you say Transformers? I'm sorry. That's because n- no, I didn't. But Transformers is one of those queues where like I also had to stand and wait in that queue. That queue makes me sick. Yeah. Like it makes me nauseous because for some reason there is it's cold on the ride, but there is no air moving through the queue, so it gets hot and the alarm is going off the whole time and the lights are spinning red i don't know i might be like have some form of epilepsy or something but it was making me sick to my stomach and i was i told him i was like if we wait much longer i don't think i'm gonna make it because this the video only lasts so long so it it's also like i'm not getting anything from the queue except for that one little bit of story from the video that you can put together through the that's i i feel like transformers is on the same level as spider-man actually with that where you can use the express in either you get a little taste of the queue and enough to put it together you're not missing out yeah it's basically unless the attraction has been built since potter Mm -hmm. chances are you can pretty much skip everything and you still get the most out of it yeah but uh, once you're past potter you know uh, these cues are designed to tell the the story from the beginning to the end so uh i uh, i would use that as a nice basis with it if it's post potter you will get the most out of it if you do the entire regular line but you know it's also if you have express don't waste it you know it's oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. If, if really you can always go back in and do the regular line after you've done the ride if you want yeah you know? and judge it based on how long the line is you if you're unless your trip is make or break like if you're that level of nerd that you need the entire story and you can't miss a single detail then by all means do it with everything but i uh, also you know have a good vacation experience don't just bog yourself down with regular lines all the time uh next question is one we're not an expert in but still uh want to want to say it anyways but this one comes from matt hallett what would be the best way to spend the day at universal with a toddler under 40 inches can you describe the child how the child swap program works so uh rhino and i don't have kids under 40 inches and so i'm not going to beat around the bush I, and tell you i have two. Oh, you do they have uh, dogs they have four legs i think you're not allowed in the park <laughs> don't you have three i have yes three dogs or is it already gone no it's not gone it's okay. still yeah okay she's at her foster home right now but okay um okay. yeah 
I have had experience with this because I've been with people who have like swapped out kids. Mm-hmm. I am, like you said, not an expert at all. Like there is a room on any rides that do this, and they usually have a movie or some sort playing in the room, oh. and the family goes and and right, and somebody waits well, yeah. in the line. So going on, starting with the first part, what's the best way to spend the day with a toddler under forty? Uh, you know, it's. If they are into playgrounds, give and it stuff. to someone else. Boom, uh-huh. nailed it. <laughs> Sorry, I mean that, that's a good that's a good method. But obviously, there's not a ton to do for kids under forty inches. There's there's every everything here and there where you might find stuff that they can do. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a little difficult. So you're probably going to find yourself spending a lot of times in if I ran the zoo, Curious George area, you know, the Jurassic Park. Uh, where where pteranodon flyers is and such, uh, all in that area, you're going to find yourself at a lot of those and not a lot of actual rides throughout the day. And I know it's not ideal when you're used to going to Disney and being able to do the majority versus Universal being the opposite. You With smaller kids, you can only do a small amount and you have to then take advantage of the the rider swap program but a universal literally could not be any easier uh in my opinion still easier than disney with uh everyone goes through the line together so i know in some circumstances that can be difficult especially when it's a very long wait uh inside an attraction you know when you're talking 60 minutes holding your kid all the way through that can that can start to become uh, an annoyance of sorts but universal can always work around with you on that but uh, the idea is so there's no confusion about where everyone's going in these rides is you go through the line together as a full family and then right before you get on the attractions then that's when you'll find your child swap rooms and there will be like rhino said a little form of entertainment in there mm-hmm. to to keep people distracted by it and so when your first members go on the attraction the the person with the kid is sitting in there waiting so that way when they get back they'll be able to exit and go to the child swap room and then make that switch off immediately so there's there's none of the fumbling of okay i need to go outside pull this person in send them around you don't have that because they're in this this room where everything's just a lot easier so it's you know it's not ideal for some people some people do like the i i don't want to wait in a line with my family i want to sit outside and just go in when it's my turn but it's i i just i i think it's in my opinion i don't have kids yet but from working there that was always my opinion that it was a better system because then the the number one thing that people always would get confused about is well I don't know where my family is how do I send them back up and stuff it's well if you're all together and they go to this room and you know where that room is you know where to go back to it's it couldn't be any simpler so yeah take take advantage of it bring your kids under 40 inches and just swap them out do it so this next one comes from uh, I can't tell if it's BB Kangs or BB Kongs. We've kind of answered it already. How do I convince my wife to do a Universal Studios vacation? We are currently Disney annual pass holders. I think that kind of goes along with our our answer from before of just make make her do it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, don't don't tell her to go in with a bad attitude. Just say we're going to do it. We're going to try it out. If we like it, we like it. If we don't, we don't. Yeah, and just but force it. I think there's a lot to love there. I I mean I agree <laughs> with you, so I don't know. Like okay, <laughs> yeah, just push kids out of the comfort zone. I don't know. Yep, uh, push everyone out of their. Also, comfort I zone. didn't have a lot of say in what was going on when I was a kid, so I don't know. Well, this is wife. 
not kids. Oh, wife. wife. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of. Yeah. I'm thinking of a little. I'm thinking of a little kid or whatever. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you know that's what? legal. Here's right the now. thing. Negotiate. Just. Just negotiate. That's I don't a, know. That's actually even say, better. I'll do this if if, that, if that's what it comes. Say I'll. I know you want to go do this, so you do this for me, and then I'll do this for you. Yeah, and maybe it even works out where it, she says, "Well, I'm." You know, I, I'm a foodie. I, I love food, something like that. And like, okay, well, let's go to Universal. I will find out what the best restaurants are from a really cool podcast that I pay attention to. And <laughs> I will, we will have a great dinner at this place as long as you're willing to go to this park with me. And maybe we both get something out of it. Good, good, Rhino. Compromise. Wow. Never heard of it. Advice. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> that doesn't work in either of our relationships. Yeah. So nope. uh, it's really talking out our butts there. But oh, brought that back from last week. Okay, next question from Richard Rosales. I'm excited for the rumored system for Secret Life of Pets at Universal Studios Hollywood because that park needs an attraction for the whole family. That being said, are there any ride types or ride systems you'd like to see Universal bring to the parks that they haven't already? I mean, I don't. I'm not really familiar with, like, overly familiar with ride systems because I feel like they already have a lot of unique ride systems. I mean, you, we that already talked true. about Spider-Man, you know, and Transformers utilizing that same um, type of ride system, and then you've got the 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 Kuka Arm or whatever you call mm-hmm. it from Kuka. yeah from um, Forbidden from Journey. Journey, and then you've got coasters, you know, and um, we've they've got um, dark rides as well, like Cat in the Hat, and things like that. They've got the what's the spoken hub and spoke hub and spoke um, with like the Simpsons and um, in Doctor Seuss, mm-hmm. so and Carousel. So I I feel like they do actually run a pretty good gamut of different types of ride systems. So there's not one that I'm like, ooh, I would love to see Universal incorporate this sort of thing. I don't. I just don't no ride systems like that well that's fine i mean i i'll I'll be honest i would i would love to see them come up with a new type of flying system Mm. not a flying coaster and not necessarily go like a straight copy of a soren attraction because you know they kind of you know i i sure we can get into the whole theme park wars going here and there and back and forth but you know disney disney obviously was up on the game with simulators uh, with stuff like body wars and star tours and then universal had back to the future and uh hanna barbera that you know progressed to simpsons and now despicable me where it's ride vehicles sitting in a room with a giant screen and you know disney then takes it to the takes it to another level with soren style i think i think there's more uh, and you know, even I guess to an extent that the Kuka arms in the domes I, that you're in in Forbidden Journey are kind of that that next level with it too. But I, I could feel, see something where you're laying flat though, with like a hang gliding situation yeah. or something. Yeah, I, I feel like there's still something on the flying level that hasn't been developed enough yet. And you know, we've talked about it with you know with how to train your dragon and other other resources that universal has out there i think there's i think there's ways that they can integrate flying Mm -hmm. and i know that they already do it well with stuff like forbidden journey and harry potter but i i don't know i think in terms of interesting ride vehicles i would love to see universal's uh, universal's take on a soren style system but to the next level but that's just me yeah so i mean if you can't find the right property to match with it in the right story yeah i guess not but beyond that it's I, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't like, you know, I, they've been messing around with trackless with 
Kong and Fast and Furious. So yeah, you could say maybe trackless, but on a smaller level, like well, Disney has I'm done. I'm assuming they're going to do it with Mario Kart or something too. Yeah. If that is in fact a ride they're doing and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and so we we know like. So that's where part of it is, too, is that we know that there's plenty of innovation coming along the way. So, But the one thing that I, I think for me, it's I, I love the flying. I love the feeling of flying. Maybe it was just my time at Dragon Challenge with my legs dangling and Forbidden Journey with my legs dangling. And he likes you those long leg, dancer legs. You like them dangling. I like, my, I like my dangling legs. I like it a lot. So, okay, I think we're going to do our final question here, which is one from Daniel Leiterman. When this is one that Daniel admits that we may have answered a while ago, and I think we have, but a fun one. To, we won't forgive you, Daniel, if we have. Yeah, and I know we, we have, won't. but Daniel is asking, not Danielle, Daniel is asking an important question, Danielson. but based on previous years where they released the three or six months extra months promotion, when do you think it's the best time to buy an annual pass at Universal? Oh, gosh, I wish they would do it again. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I, I feel like... This time, I don't. This time of year, I feel like there's always kind of something summery, fall. Well, I mean, honestly, if your idea is waiting until the promotion, the last time around, it was, it was, give or take, fall into. It was about late fall, or maybe late. Sorry, not late fall. It was early summer. summer. Yeah, because because when I renewed mine, I got it. Yeah, and I got mine too. But I renewed my pass last year. I, I renewed in July, and mm. I think it started in August was when the promotion for the three months extra, but they they tacked it on to mine, which was something they didn't have to do. But it was like I was so close to— You renewed yours more sooner than mine. Yeah. I, th- I think I renewed mine because mine was the end of the month. I think it had yeah. switched into it. Yeah, yours was like July 26th or, or something. Yeah, yeah. And mine was like July 10th. And so I just I they added mine on even though they shouldn't have shouldn't have done it and they didn't have to but they still they still honored it without me asking and I mean it was not a promotion yeah. it was it was literally where it was like three weeks later I'm like okay if I didn't go to Universal between when I renewed and when I had my thirty days up at the end I would have been able to still had this but so they just added it on and so yeah it would have been right around that August time frame and they let that promotion go until March. So it was a long time. I don't know when we're gonna see that promotion again. Mm-hmm. So I can't I can't say that it's going to come back anytime soon. If I uh, I don't know if we'll ever see the six month extra <laughs> again. Yeah. That was that was quite the promotion, and three months. You know, it wasn't the first time they offered it. So, you know, I, I, you should know though that there are some promotions sometimes that they do that could help you. Otherwise, like if you pay your annual pass yeah. all up front, you get twenty percent off. I yeah. think that's a really good deal. Yeah, and ultimately, I'm just going to say I think the best time to buy is when you, when you feel like you're ready to go and when you want to take the most out of it. So, uh, I, I mean. That that's about the most I can say. If you just want to wait for the wait for the discount on it, yeah, maybe maybe wait all year and see if they offer another discount on it towards the end of next summer. But once the next park opens up, I don't think I don't think discounts unless it's a failure or something. Mm-hmm. I don't think discounts are in the future for that. So yeah, maybe maybe wait until that big discount or something. But uh, it's I, I think I think. Universal still offers plenty of different options, plenty of different tiers, and offers very 
very good passes at a good price, then, you know, the fact that your annual pass discount on food is applied everywhere. And unlike, you know, Disney, where to really take advantage of having the most discounts is by buying an extra pass to get extra discounts on dining and stuff. But uh, I think Universal, you can get a lot of bang for your buck. And, And the places you will see it come in use the most, I think, is like during Mardi Gras. If you have a pass that's not blocked out for seeing the concerts concert, and stuff, yeah. you have all those free concerts during the holiday season. It's a great time, and you know i I think about it too. I have friends who I have friends who literally they they come to Universal throughout the year and they use it, but they will they know they need that free parking for Halloween Horror Nights, so they have a pass. An annual pass, basically, so they know they get free parking for when they come to Halloween Horror Nights and go to the event 10, 11, 12 times. That, yeah, that man, that's really... $26 for parking now yeah. each time. So you're like, oof. Yeah. It's, so if, you, like, if you're a Horror Nights fan and, and you know you're going to get that frequent fear pass and go a lot, you need to have an annual <laughs> pass for that parking. I was doing the math out, and I was like, my pass paid for itself just on parking. Yeah. Only parking. Like that I was thinking like I was like, oh, you know how many times do I come here my my pass cuz it's the three park pass was just under $600 and I'm like, have I been here 60 times this year? Uh not 60. Yeah. No, less than that. 30 times, right? Yeah. Yeah. Less I was like 100% in the months since Halloween Horror Nights has started, I've been to the park 20 times, so. Yeah. Nope. I I think I think you start to find the ways that the annual pass really pays for itself. And then that doesn't include, you know, discounts that can come with it from hotels and stuff. So if you're dead set on waiting for a promotion on it, by all means, wait and wait and wait, and maybe it will come again. Maybe it won't, but there's, there's plenty of ways. If you just decide to make the plunge that you can take advantage of it. And, you know, I, it's, it's something that if we weren't in this game anymore, and I had to really stop and think about which parks do I want annual passes at. Oh, I oh. I really, you know, I feel like it would be a – I would definitely have a lower grade tier at Disney. I wouldn't get rid of it. But Universal, I would pretty much keep my – I, I would keep my Premier Universal's Pass. Universal's annual pa- – because the park – day-to-day ticket is very similarly priced that it's it's amazing to me that universal and disney you pay what you pay for a single day park ticket but then uh my annual pass my our annual passes are top tier and they're still under six hundred dollars and yeah. that is not the case for my disney pass so I, i'm like yeah i don't need the top tier but we can't we have it for work obviously but it's just it, it's one of those where I, I thought about it the other day when I was coming. I was just like, man, this pass is a value still. Yep. Still. Yeah. And I get I get my value from the annual pass. I I need to take more advantage of Volcano Bay being in our pass. Yeah, but that's, again, if it's we weren't. time of year, though, now. It's yeah, getting cooler. If we weren't in this game, I wouldn't have Volcano Bay on my pass. I just, I just wouldn't. It's, you know, it's not like I'm going to go there enough, but really just with the premier level even being a two-part premiere just the preferred parking i can't tell you yep. how much i value preferred parking <laughs> over over so much so i i 
that I think that goes a long way in saying that I I really love what you get out of a universal annual pass. So, and I hope you enjoyed listening to us answer these questions. So, uh, if we didn't get to your question, I apologize. You know, can't do can't do them all. We could, but it would be a very long show. But that's just a sampling of them. And as always, uh, in the comments here on YouTube, like I already said, leave those questions every week, and we answer about two or three each week. And and maybe you'll we'll answer your question, so you don't have to wait till one of these question and answer episodes. Episodes. And if you're again, if you're listening to this on any platform, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, uh, come over to youtube.com slash disunplugged, find this episode and and leave your comments or for any of the episodes you're watching, leave your leave your comments, your questions in the comments and, and we'll we'll try to get to them. So thank you so much, Rhino, for answering questions oh, with me. You. Oh, thank, thank you for you. asking me. And thank, thank you. you to everyone out there for making this episode possible by asking those questions. So uh, to wrap this up, of course, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, go Go ahead, subscribe, hit that bell button when you get when you get a chance so you get notified for any new videos that we have on our channel and uh, leave us comments, uh, questions and other random comments and then hit that thumbs up. And if you're listening to this on any platform out there, if you can subscribe to us, please do so. And then if you can leave us feedback, also, please do that because it, it helps us in the long run. So not only for us to improve personally, but for uh, for other people to find us if, if we're getting better ratings and such. So thank you so much for all. All that that help out there thank you again rhino thank you for listening and watching we hope you enjoyed it and we'll be back with you next week for another episode of the dis Unplugged universal edition but until then remember we still have not changed